Tetrahedra, a math and science podcast providing a brief yet comprehensive presentation into a wide variety of STEM topics and DIY project ideas and challenges. Thank you very much for tuning in, and I hope that you enjoy the episode. Okay, hello, welcome back to Tetrahedra. So I'm back. Um, Admittedly, I'm going uh, slightly off script for this episode today. Um, I have an old presentation that I gave once on uh, the manufacturing of carbon fiber reinforced plastic, um, or simply just carbon fiber uh, in general. Um, And uh, I'll get to why that is in a second, but I figured that would make a fantastic episode. Um, But why should I bother to write out a new script when I already have a PowerPoint? So without further ado, Here's some information on the manufacturing of carbon fiber reinforced plastic, a new super material and my personal favorite material uh, of all time. So what is CFRP? Well, it's carbon fiber uh, and to make it into plastic, you uh, use some resin and then heat to, to bake it. Uh, it's about five to ten times stronger than steel, and it's about five times lighter than steel. Obviously, that's depending on what grade of steel you use. Uh, to give you a sense of how prevalent these materials are, um, advanced composites, of which carbon fiber is one, make up 50% of the Boeing 787, uh, the other 50% being aluminum titanium, steel, um, and then other materials, plastics, whatever, you name it. So there's uh, the the main manufacturing process uh, starts with a a precursor. Uh, There are two different precursors. Um, There's the uh, historic precursor, which comes from uh, PAN, or polyacrylonitrile, which is a derivative of oil refinement. However, in more recent years, um, there is also a precursor that comes from uh, black liquor, which, um, if you're at all familiar with um, how paper is made, is a byproduct of, of making paper and refining wood at, at, at wood mills and, and other paper mills. Um, so <clears throat> I have here a whole bunch of uh, charts. Um, detailing the precursor production, uh, both the sustainable version, um, using black liquor, um, when, then when, basically when you precipitate, uh, you run a precipitation reaction, and you get lignin out of that, uh, which is why it's called the lignin precursor, just like the other one is the pan precursor, the polyacrylonitrile. Um... So, but anyway, there's, I've got a whole bunch of charts here um, detailing the uh, sustainable and the traditional precursor production. Um, and then the manufacturing process in general. So I'll just walk through that quickly. So you, you have your um, precursor. From there, you put it into a series of ovens uh, at progressively higher temperatures. 
This is oxidation and carbonization. I'll get back to that in a second. Um, and then you have your actual carbon fiber. So I, I will go into more details on this stuff in a second. I have some videos in here. I can share these videos on Twitter uh, when this episode is published, if you would like, at Pod Tetrahedra on Twitter and GitHub, uh, if you would like that. Uh, so anyway, so when you have your precursor, um, <clears throat> there's a whole series of uh, uh, ovens. But before that happens, um, <clears throat> the carbon fibers are white at this point. Uh, you, if you've ever bought a carbon fiber product, uh, you'll notice it's black. It, and the color changes um, in the first set of ovens during oxidation. Um, <clears throat> so <clears throat> the carbon fibers are rolled up onto a sheet called a warp. Um, <clears throat> And the oven temperature is about 200 to 300 degrees Celsius. Um, it's called oxidation because the fibers mix with oxygen, which uh, causes cross-linking. And cross-linking, uh, if you're familiar with polymers at all, uh, cross-linking makes the polymer much stronger. This usually takes about one to two hours uh, <clears throat> with about four to six oxidation ovens, which corresponds to about a 13 meter per minute feed rate. Um, so I said you can have four to six ovens. The number of furnaces depends on uh, the desired physical properties that you want to get out of your carbon fibers. Um, the oxidized pan, uh, so after the oxidation process, contains about 50 to 65% carbon, the rest being hydrogen, nitrogen, and oxygen. <clears throat> Moving the carbon fiber along in the ovens, um, the next ovens are between 700 and 800 degrees Celsius, and then um, between 1200 and 1500 degrees Celsius. These furnaces are anaerobic, um, and they are to expel non-carbon molecules, um, like VOCs for one, volatile organic compounds. So this is really not the most environmentally friendly process. Uh, even though carbon fiber is definitely a material of the future um, and is, is really a super material. Um, <clears throat> so that's really too bad. Uh, at this point too, uh, after carbonization, the precursor, uh, pan or lignin, uh, <clears throat> has lost a lot of weight and volume from from its original state. Uh, in fact, the length contracts by about 5 to 10%. When I was putting this PowerPoint together, uh, just a quick aside here, uh, <clears throat> I ran into something interesting, the difference between carbon and graphite. Uh, because you, know, you, you often uh, use them interchangeably, but they're not interchangeable. Um, so carbon is made at about... Um, <clears throat> 1,315 degrees Celsius, whereas graphite is about uh, <clears throat> a few thousand degrees um, hotter than that, at about 4,500 degrees Celsius. Um, carbon is about 93 to 95 percent uh, carbon, 
whereas graphite is more than 99% carbon. Um, so it, it's really the higher temperature really concentrates down the carbon. Anyway, moving on with the manufacturing process for carbon fiber, uh, the next step is uh, surface treatment. Um, so basically, uh, the surface is just uh, etched with chemicals like sodium hypochlorite or nitric acid um, to, to increase the surface area for interfacial treatment. Um, and, and then you put some other uh, coats of various chemicals on it to uh, protect the carbon fiber during shipping and handling. So carbon fiber um, is supplied as thin strands or as a sheet. Uh, it can be mixed with resin or epoxy to mold plastic. It can be used in 3D printing where it's often uh, carbon fiber nylon. Um, and the strength there depends on how many sheets of carbon are present. I've looked into this um, quite a bit actually and it's, it's really, really cool 3D printing with carbon fiber nylon. Um, you really won't get a more expensive 3D printing material than carbon fiber, um, but that, that's just because carbon fiber in general is very expensive. Um, but that's, um, that, that's one of my goals is to, uh, I would love to be able to buy my own 3D printer. Maybe not necessarily with carbon fiber, you know, start with your ABS and your PLA. Um, but I, I think, you know, 3D printing is just awesome and I really want my own 3D printer. And I would just make so much stuff with it. Uh, it would be really awesome. Um, carbon fiber can also be mixed with fabric, which is common in other military uses. Um, carbon fiber fabrics, you know, you, you can imagine that the military would have a lot of uses for that. Uh, so I hope that you found this as interesting as I did. I love carbon fiber. Um, I have a picture here, carbon fiber golf clubs, curling brooms. Um, it's used actually, it's quite widespread in sports equipment. Um, so yeah, I mean, I just, I love carbon fiber. Uh, it's a really nice material. I was considering putting this episode actually in the state of the art materials episode, but, uh, the other day, um, <clears throat> but, um, I was afraid that it was going to be overtime, and well, it turns out that episode was definitely on the longer side, as this episode is kind of turning out to be. Although this episode, judging by the time now, should be a pretty good length. So uh, thanks for listening. Um, hope you found it as interesting as I did, and as always, stay curious, tinker, experiment, and explore the world. For listening to another episode of Tetrahedra. Let me know what you think about this episode and or the pod so far by providing a message at anchor.fm slash tetrahedra. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M slash tetrahedra. Or on Twitter at, at pod tetrahedra. Also, be sure to follow the pod on GitHub at at pod tetrahedra. I've got some very exciting stuff planned, so be sure to stay tuned. As always, stay curious, tinker, experiment, and explore the world. <laughs>